In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. It's Josephine here, and I am just, I say this every week, but I have to tell you, today is going to be an amazing show. Um, It's going to be all about sales and marketing, and you know how I always try to bring to you information that I'm trying to figure out myself, all about my business and everything. So um, today, we're going to learn how to ring that cash register. So that's number one. Number two, I just um, it's time for the business tip of the week. So a couple of week, weeks ago, I went online and I came across this amazing conference. It's called Spark and Hustle. And I'm sure a lot of you have heard of Tori Johnson. She is um, one of the advisors on Good Morning America. A lot of times she has helpful advice on how to do great in a job interview. She's all about helping America, you know, find work when we're obviously um, in a recession and or coming out of one, we hope. But um, Tori Johnson's amazing. And when I went online and I researched this conference, I mean, I could almost sense the urgency that I really need to be at that conference. And they're doing this entire tour. So it'll be... um, all over the United States, and I just spoke to somebody yesterday who had gone to the conference. They had their first one last week in L.A., and she just, you could feel the excitement and enthusiasm, and it's been a couple of days since she went to the conference. So I just know when I went to that Make Mine a Million Dollar conference, you come home so pumped from all these Um, you know, just from getting all this great information that you can actually apply right to your business. So with that, when I had spoken to Diana Meyer, she's from Meyer Marketing Intelligence, I asked her, so tell me, what did you take away from the conference that was so great? And she said that the three biggest things that she had taken away was number one, rejection is your protection. As one door closes, another one opens. I thought that was amazing because it's so, so true. A lot of times, you know, I always say with Glovies, it's like my fourth child. It's so hard when you pick up that phone 
and you want to um, you, you try to get a sale, and somebody says, well, it's not really the product for me. It's such rejection. A lot of times, I have to pull myself up off the floor. But I think it's so important to just remind ourselves that, you know what? So what? Not everyone's going to love you. Another door will open up. So I thought that was great. Her second tip was... Um, By hustling, you make things happen, and only you can make things happen for yourself. And I have to say, I think that is so true in many aspects of life, in our personal life and in our business life. And, you know, I just think that this is such a revelation for me recently in the past couple of weeks because I have been working really hard um, on my gloveys. And after five long years, as I mentioned last week, I finally got a breakthrough. And I'm really, really happy about it. But the thing is... I feel like I've been hustling for five years and I've been taking baby steps all along, but you know what? You can't give up. And I just think that just when you think you're not making an impact, it all somehow comes together. And overnight, it all just came together for me. And I can only hope and pray that you'll hang in there because five years is a long time and I hung in there. And from the moment I got the word that Glovies is going to be a promotional item in a big retail store real soon, 15 minutes later, I get an email from somebody requesting high-resolution pictures of Glovies to be put in Red Book magazine in their April issue. I couldn't believe it. So what I'm just trying to say is hang in there and just keep going. Her third piece of advice was actively and strategically find collaborators. And I just think it's so, so important. Network, network, go out there. Find out who has a similar product that you can, um, you know, brand yourself with, if that makes sense. And um, do your homework and just get out there and go, you know, make it happen. Make it happen for yourself. So that is my helpful Actually, not mine. That's Diana Myers, Helpful Business Tips of the Week. So, Diana, it was a pleasure talking to you yesterday. You're an amazing person. And if anybody wants to know anything about Diana, you can, um, you know, just, um, let's see, you can Google her or Diana. I don't. Okay, here. You can find her on Twitter, Diana WM. Let her know that you heard about her from Paying It Forward. Okay, now it's time. I want to get started with our show because this is going to be great. We have Karen Kopp with us. Karen Kopp owns Kopp Consulting, and what she tries to do is she tries to open doors for everybody. Um, She realized early on that building your business was not just about making calls. It was about finding and connecting with decision makers who want to buy your product or service. And boy, oh boy, do we realize that. I realize that now after a long time. But Karen developed a streamlined, efficient process of doing this that saves countless hours with less stress and more financial success. All right. Well, that all sounds great. We're going to hear all about Karen. I can't wait to hear about her book. Um, Her book is The Path to the Cash, The Words You Need to Bypass Those Darned Prospect Objections. And I just can't wait to get started. So with that, Karen Kopp, I'd like to welcome you to Paying It Forward. Thank you. Great to be here. 
Great. So, Karen, I gave just a really quick um, intro, and I thought I would throw it back to you so you could give us a little bit more about your background. Even, you know, go back to childhood. Tell us, did you ever think you were going to be an entrepreneur? And bring us up. Tell us about your education and how you got into your business, what made you get there. So it's all yours, Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thanks. So where to start, my goodness. Um, Did I ever think I'd be an entrepreneur? I think uh, everybody thought I'd be an entrepreneur because uh, the very first product I created was uh, what what we called the pinky pillow. And I was in sewing class in, um, it must have been seventh grade, and I figured it would be easy to make something and be finished if I put some stuffing in between two layers and just kind of let the sewing machine go around. I was finished, the rest of the class was working, and I had a product (laughs) called Pinky Pillow for Tired Pinkies, and I was going to make millions with that. So that wasn't quite what I launched with when it came to my business, but throughout the years, even in college, I had a business selling uh, men's neckties for interviews and for holiday gifts as well as uh, end-of-year kinds of gifts for mm-hmm. people. And that was my first experience with hiring people because what I do is I would hire people to sell the ties right outside the lunchroom and I would be in class earning money. And oh, that that's amazing. was a beautiful thing. So, Karen, what happened? You actually made the ties yourself? No, I got them on consignment from a manufacturer of neckties, and they mm-hmm. sent me a box. So I would, oh. I would have the box in front of the lunchroom, and mm-hmm. the people who worked for me would sit there with the box open, and people would just come out of the lunchroom, buy what they needed, and they were done with, with holiday shopping. And we <laughs> made money, and I sat in class doing nothing. It was great. Karen, I love it. So you are a born <laughs> entrepreneur. We've answered that question. That's wonderful. But you have so many credentials. So go ahead. Tell us about your credentials. Uh, well, I, uh, my undergrad is from Babson College, which if anybody knows Babson, it's very big on entrepreneurial studies. So they, they uh, highly promote that there, where I studied marketing and communications. And then I did my MBA at NYU in New York and uh, also studied marketing. When I came out of there, I went into brand management, but uh, later coupled the brand management in a consumer packaged goods company with the prior sales experience that I had. And I went into a company uh, targeting brand managers who had never before considered radio in their media plans. And uh, if you if you know about that, what they want to do first is send you to their agency. But our story was directly related to them. And dri- driving that behavior had to be a discussion with that person. So what I learned out of that is that the messaging required to get in the door and not be deflected to somebody else that I didn't really want to talk to was extremely important. And we could say 10 different things about our company, but only one of them was going to open the right door. The other ones were going to deflect us off to the agency. I also learned the importance of having the answers to the objections because the objections are coming. It's just a matter of time, and you have to be able to overcome them properly the first time because you don't get a second chance. And that was one of the ways I I fully embraced how important that was so that when I started 
my company, which is COP Consulting, and we are now in our 12th year of business, uh, we do open doors for our clients to the prospects they most want to do business with. And that's not an easy thing for most people, but it's what we like to do best. We like to find that opportunity within corporate America. Usually our clients are looking to penetrate corporate America. Find the right decision maker, get that person on the phone, and clearly communicate why an initial meeting is so beneficial to the prospect that that prospect would basically have to be foolish to say no. And that is a function of messaging. I think you're so right, Karen. It's all about really being so enthusiastic about what you have to offer them that they feel like, wow, if I don't have this meeting, I might miss the next big thing that occurs. And um, I think you're so right about that. But right. um, I and can't in believe addition we're... to enthusiasm. Oh, I'll get back to that after we're back. (laughs) Okay, good. Karen, the first quarter is already done. We have a lot to talk about. Thanks so much. We'll be right back, everyone. Okay. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central, on toginet.com. The Way of the Toddler, with hosts Lita and Lori Hamilton, is a show unlike any other parenting program you've ever heard. Zen Masters in Diapers? Yes. Join us Tuesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central here on Toginet as we celebrate parenthood as a spiritual path for a journey to inner peace. With thought-provoking and spiritually compelling guests, each week Lita and Lori will explore how our children help us with the lessons we came here to learn, adding deeper meaning to our lives and relationships while giving you valuable gems to add to your unique parenting toolkit. Check out the website, thewayofthetoddler.com. With great humor and honesty, Lita and Lori will demonstrate how inner peace is possible even when surrounded by poopy divers and piles of laundry, and what we can learn from the innate wisdom and natural spirituality of our Zen Masters and Diapers. It's The Way of the Toddler with Lita and Lori Hamilton, Tuesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central, here on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. 
Um, okay, so Karen Kopp was um, just talking about um, all the wonderful things that she's done that has led her into um, starting her own business. And Karen, I would love to know, how did you come up with the idea to start Cop Consulting? Well, like so many other entrepreneurs, it was an accident. I was in a gym one day, and uh, some lady in the locker room calls out, Hey, I have a promotion agency. Anybody want to do any work for me? And I walked over to her and I said, you know what, I think I'm probably overqualified, but <laughs> let's talk. And at the time, I had taken a couple years off with my little tiny children, and I was thinking about coming back at, to work. I was thinking about possibly pursuing something entrepreneurial. And so when we talked, she really needed uh, just some clerical help, and I really wanted to do something where I could make a consulting rate. So I said to her, you know, here's something I could do for a consulting rate that might help you too. How would it be if I got you in the door with your prospects? And Mm -hmm. she stopped short in the locker room and her jaw dropped and she said, oh my God, you do that? And I said, sure, we, I, I can do that. And she said, when can you start? And that's when I knew I hit on something. When a couple of months later, as I was getting close to the time I was going to launch the business, I was sitting at the pool at, uh, in our development, and somebody I knew knew I was going to have some additional time now that my son was going to be in the threes and my daughter was in kindergarten. And he said, what are you going to do with all your free time now that your kids are getting older? And I said, you know what? I've had this business idea. I'm going to get my clients in the door with their prospects. And, you know, he had the exact same response. He stopped, uh. shortened his conversation, his jaw dropped, and he said, you do that? And I said, yeah, I could do that. It's simple for me. And he said, when can you start? And there were oh, two more people who said the same thing. And that's how my client roster got started. So what happened within the next six months is that all of my time was completely taken with the people who had hired me personally. Then I had more people. I started to raise my price as supply and demand goes. And then I started mm-hmm. to hire people. And I hired okay. them exactly like I was. And that has been a business model that has proved successful for 12 years. Wow. Oh, that's such an amazing story. I love it. And you know what, Karen? It sounds to me like you have a lot of confidence. And it's so important as a business owner to turn to somebody and say, you know what? I am the right person for you. If I believe in myself and you need to believe in me and give me a chance and I'll show you. And it just, I could hear it in your voice that that's what you said to that woman in that locker room. And she believed in you. And I'm so happy that that all worked out. So it's a great, great story. And isn't it so funny how things happen in our lives when we least expect it? Little did you know, just by going to the gym that one day and past, <laughs> you know, the path was there for you. And all of a sudden, that became part of your life story. It's interesting. That's right. And it has shaped our family also. And it has, aside from my story and my family, it has helped so many of the clients who were out of ideas on how to penetrate and get in to see the decision makers who would decide whether they got to sell their products and services. So if they don't get in the door, they could never close the sale. So getting in the door is a critically important step that many people find elusive and are frustrated by. And here's something that 
that we do well. It's what we prefer to do over anything else. And it has made stories for our clients, like the one who uh, went from zero in sales to five million in three years, penetrating oh, wow. large pharmaceutical companies. And another one where they they started with zero and have since closed seven hundred seventy-three thousand dollars in sales with two million in the pipeline. And all of that is because of the doors that were opening for them. Most people, once you get them in the door, are pretty comfortable talking about their services and getting to a next step. It's getting in the door that people struggle with. Oh, yeah. I think I think you're so right. And um, you know what? Being an entrepreneur, Karen, a lot of times you just don't know where that path is going to take you. And when I came up with the idea for my Glovies, you know, I had little kids and I was still having kids through this whole entire process. I had absolutely no concept of what was ahead. And while I have a background in um, on Wall Street and I have you know, a bit of accounting and finance and all that stuff. And I've got my master's in marketing. Nothing could have prepared me for the retail world. I was clueless. I'm like, oh my gosh, a buyback? What the heck is that? That's a challenging market, yes. And it's just amazing that the thing is, you really got to you know, hire people who really know what they're doing. And when it comes to something about knocking on the doors of the big retailers, it's not an easy task. And it sounds like that's something that you guys do. Right. So tell us some, okay, let's use Glovies as an example. Okay. So Karen, what what could you do for Glovies? I'll tell, I'll just give you a quick background, what I've done as far as my sales goes. Um, I came up with the idea for my product. I went to the ABC Kids Trade Show in 2007. I didn't even know about the show until like two months before somebody had mentioned to me, well, you have this product you're thinking about. You definitely need to be at that show. So that was fine. Next thing you know, I'm leaving my little babies and getting on a plane to China. And I went to meet my manufacturer. I had to see it for myself. And I came back with prototypes. And next thing you know, right then and there, Bye Bye Baby turns to me and they're like, okay, we'll give you a chance. We'll we'll take your product. That's wonderful. It was, I didn't know though, Karen, at the time, how great the opportunity was. So you have to realize China has, you know, the 12-hour time difference. I literally got off the plane on a Sunday night from China. I was completely jet-lagged, and I had to go to Las Vegas like the very next day. And um, I had to say hi to my kids that I haven't seen for a week, and that was traumatic. That's all I have to say. (laughs) And there I was with... uh, prototypes of my product that weren't even the quality that they are now you know it was a prototype and there I was I I stepped away of all things I had my brother and my sister-in-law helping me at the booth I stepped away honest to god I was going to fall on my feet at 2 30 because I was so jet lagged and sleep deprived that I said you know what my brother looked at me it was 2 30 in the afternoon he said you haven't eaten breakfast you haven't eaten lunch just go get a sandwich and sit down for five minutes I said I can't you never know who's coming by he said just go and Karen to this day I cannot believe I missed Bye Bye Baby. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And my sister-in-law gave her my card, and next thing you know, they they took an order, and I couldn't believe it. So there I was on the shelves of the retailers of, of Bye Bye Baby, and 
um, it was a tough thing. My product wasn't selling. I said, wait, what's going on? This is an incredible product. I know because I use them on my own kids. And you know what my big lesson learned was that my packaging was all wrong. Hmm. It was a very expensive lesson to learn, but it was wrong. And the consumer has 2.6 seconds because we learned that from the packaging diva, Joanne Hines, who's amazing. You have 2.6 seconds for the consumer to know what's in your package. And I was like, uh, my beautiful, cute little penguins <laughs> were not getting the message across that gloveys are disposable sanitary hand covers. So anyway, I beat myself up for months and I couldn't get my product sold. So there I was. I, I finally decided to go to a trade show, which is the NACDS trade show, which is another amazing um, trade show. But I invested all of the last money I had to invest. I said, this is going to be my last big shebang. I've got to make something happen. And I went and I actually sat with every buyer of like, I had 21 meetings that Saturday. It's that 10 minute, it's like that speed dating, but you're with the buyer. Karen, I was embarrassed because I lost my voice by the end of the day. (laughs) And I was there standing in front of my, um, my booth. And one of the guys who was trying to sell me advertising was from New York. And I begged him, I said, please come see me at the conference. I've never been to San Diego, which I've gone to California, but I've never been to San Diego. I'm not going to know a single person. I'm going to be all by myself. He's like, don't worry, don't worry, we'll come. And next thing you know, this amazing guy, David Pinto, who owns, you know, the the magazine, the trade magazine, he looked at me and he was like, um, so what's the story with your product? And I started to tell him the story. And he was like, so where's your staff? I'm like, you're looking at it. <laughs> He's like, who manufactured your product? I'm like, um, well, that would be me. And, you know, I just went through the whole story and he was just so blown away that he decided that he would do anything he could do to help me. Wow. He said, you know what? You need help and I'm going to help you. And he's just been such an amazing, amazing, big part of my story. So I'm grateful for that. But okay. We have two minutes to halftime. I think I'm talking too much, Karen. But now <laughs> you know my full story. And I, um, I have a baby retailer that is taking my product. One of the largest baby retailers will add, <laughs> who's taking my product in as a promotional item. Congratulations. Re- Thank you. I'm, I'm trying not to get too excited because the product, getting on the shelves is one thing, getting off is another. Right. But with my new packaging from the help of the packaging diva, I think we're going to nail it. So that's the story. But now, Karen, what? suggestions do you have as far as sales goes like right. do I go back to everybody I'm gonna let you tell me okay well there's a process to sales you can be the best caller in the world and you can completely waste your time if you're not calling the right group of people you could be the best caller in the world call the right group of people and still waste your time if what you're saying isn't relevant and compelling to that group of people. And even more than that, you could be great at this, call the right group of people with the right message, and still waste your time if you can't overcome the objections when you're faced with them 
Mm-hmm. So there's there's a process for being ready to start making these connections. And the connections can happen either by referral, by asking for an introduction, or by cold calling, any one of these, or by networking, but you're still going to need to follow this process. So identifying out of the sea of retailers and the sea of buyers who have the ability to take on your product, they're not all created equal for you. We'll get back to this after we come back. Oh, good. Thanks, Karen. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on DougieNet.com. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrock. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on TogiNet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on Toginet.com. Everyone, it's Josephine, and Karen Kopp is with us today from Kopp Consulting. So, um, Karen, why don't you continue um, talking about the process that you think we should do as far as Glovies goes and trying to get in the door? Right. Okay. So we had started to talk about targeting to figure out who really deserves to be on your prospect list because not all prospects were created equal for you. So there could be certain retailers that are out there that are more right for you than others. So one easy example is, of course, the baby retailers. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. A second, uh, a second idea is uh, mass merchandiser retailers that have a baby department. That makes a lot of sense. But 
But within the world of those retailers, there may be certain retailers that are more likely to try new products than others. So if you were to do some additional research on the prospects that belong on your list anyway to see which ones are more likely to entertain initial meetings about new products, those might rise to the top in your priority uh, in, of the priority in your prospect list. So figuring out who those people are is first. Who are the right mm-hmm. buyers? What What is that buyer's name? What's a little bit about that person's background from Google searches or by asking okay. other people who you know? Then once you have a very good idea who those people are and what drives their behavior, meaning the buyer's behavior, not your consumer's behavior, then you can be in a very good position to craft the message, the voicemail message, the live dialogue, the email communication that's going to matter and make a difference to that person in that person's work day. So these people are all driven by certain things. Some want to be promoted. Some want uh, exposure. Some want to go to different departments. What is it that really drives the behavior of your buyer, your decision maker, and then craft that into the message uh, that you're going to leave that person in a voicemail or in your live dialogue? I I love that suggestion. I think you're so right. Getting to know the buyer in and out is so crucial and so important. And I'll tell you, when I went on my really big meeting, I had a sales guy with me. And I, of course, sold my product um, because who can be more enthusiastic about clubbies than me? Mm -hmm. And the thing was, I made sure to ask whether they had children, how old their kids are. There were two buyers there. So... um, Now, every time I have a communication, so how is your son doing, you know, and it really does put a personal twist on it, which is kind of nice. Right, and in Uh, addition to how is your son doing, let's talk about how Glovies will help your son to stay healthy, and then all of a sudden, there is this emotional connection, and so that is just a matter of really thinking through a lot about what drives your buyer and what words you can choose that will matter to that person. In fact, I have a CD that uh, we recorded, which is entitled Every Word Matters, What to Say to Get You from In the Door to I Need More in Sales. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stories on that CD that address this exactly. So tell us some kind of key words. It sounds like, wow, you really could almost pre-script your conversation with buyers. Well, that's exactly you- right. It's, pre, it's pre-scripting it, but that doesn't mean it has to sound red. That mm-hmm. means you're, you're strategically selecting the words you believe are going to resonate most with that person. It's not always what describes your company or your business best, which is what's going to get you in the door. So there's a connection issue there. So when it comes to trying to get in the door with prospects, you have to choose the language that's going to resonate with them and then the delivery method that's going to make a difference. So one of the things that we do when we start up a program for our clients 
is we do this, the targeting strategy, which we spoke about, and we mm-hmm. also craft the messaging, the voicemail, the live dialogue, which we spoke about. And then before any one of my door openers, that's what they're called, because I'm the chief door opener, they are the door <laughs> openers, before they that. get on the phone, they are practicing leaving voicemail messages, even though they're exceptionally experienced at this, 15 years experience in sales, and also sat in a decision-maker chair in corporate America. These people are very experienced, and yet we focus quite a bit on making sure that the delivery is smooth, the cadence is right, that the tone of voice is is exactly right, intonation, and that it sounds conversational. So it's almost like you're speaking with somebody in person and saying, hey, by the way, I have this incredibly valuable information to share with you. And that's how the tone of these voicemails needs to be in order to make a difference. Because if you think about your decision maker going through his or her busy day, he or she has probably had three meetings in the morning about to leave for three more, is very distracted picking up emails as he's also picking up voicemail. What is it that's going to come through in that distracted moment? That's why those words are so important. That's why that message is so important. Do we ever expect a call back? No, we never expect a call back. But we will continue to call with not with the same message, but with messaging that's also relevant and compelling but changed up also conversationally delivered so that at the point where we reach this person live on the phone, this person already knows a little bit about our product or service, and we start our conversation from a slightly further point. Most of the time when we've delivered messaging and finally reach our prospect live, that person will say, oh, I'm so sorry. I meant to call you back. I've just been really busy. And we say, no problem. Glad I caught you. And then we go right into the reason for the call. Oh, I I think that's amazing. So, okay, Karen, I have two questions for you that I think are kind of important. My whole feeling is I remember when I I helped start a research boutique, you know, many years ago. And whenever it got quiet, we would kind of, my partner and I, we'd look at each other and we'd say, "Uh uh-oh, now what? And I would always turn to him and say, well, it's up to us. Let's make the phone ring. It was all about the phone. But you know what? That was like 13 years ago. And it's so funny. Everything's changed so much that I kind of thought, it's not about the phone anymore. It really is about the email, but you're making me change my mind. And well, I'm it's, starting it's to about, feel like you're right. Yes, it's it's about email and phone together. And let's also think about the age of your decision maker because that makes a difference too. So if okay. your decision maker is anywhere from, I'd say, late 30s and up, it would be uh, voicemail, phone contact, with email support. And there are also many techniques once somebody has an assistant that we use to befriend the assistant. And the assistant can be quite helpful in uh, helping us get on the calendar of the decision maker. When you have a decision maker who is extremely young, this is a little different story. That person is much more dependent upon uh, e-forms of communication and not only email, but through Facebook and and all sorts of different uh, channels like that. Okay. So, but when you're talking about the higher level decision maker, this what we have found to be successful is uh, very um, t- 
targeted communication, the voicemail. Uh, we usually start out with a voicemail, sometimes two, and then we add in the email that will be very targeted to that person specifically and what we strategically think that person's needs are. The more targeted and the more customized messaging, uh, whether it's voicemail or email, is mm -hmm. the more successful it is at getting a response. Sometimes okay. you can leave voicemails and may not ever reach your decision maker live by voicemail, but if the email follows the voicemail and gives a couple of bullets as to why a meeting would be of significant benefit for your decision maker, and then you say, here are three times that work on our side, let us know which one works best for you, sometimes we just get an email back with the date and time. But that's okay because we do a lot of pre-screening for qualifying a prospect before mm -hmm. we ever get on the phone. Oh, great. That's so we so know important. that anybody so on our list is somebody we're drooling to do business with. Yeah. Okay. So I think that that's perfect. Now, I just want to say one thing. Is less more in the voicemail? No, I'm sorry. In the email, is less more? Uh, if you're looking for an in-person meeting or an initial conference call, less is more. It depends on what your objective is with okay. that email communication. So if that's what you're looking for is an in-person meeting or a date and time for an initial conference call, we found that a couple of sentences in, in the beginning, four, four bullet points, and a couple of sentences at the end suggesting date and time is really all that does it. Now, if you've gotten somebody on the phone and they request information, that's a different kind of an email. And by the way, if they request information, we don't readily set it, send it to them. We first say our information is very general in nature, and we'd like to discuss your needs specifically. How, how about we put a date on the calendar, how's next Thursday at 10, and we'll bring the information with us. And I would say in about 70% of cases, the date and time goes right on the calendar, and we don't need that extra back and forth communication. Oh, that sounds really, really helpful. That is a really helpful tip. Okay, Karen, we have a minute and a half before our break. I'm going to throw this at you. You're not prepared for it, but <laughs> just give it your best shot. Lay it Can on you me. give us an example of a voicemail message you would leave on the phone for Glovies? Okay. Well, one of the things I would say is the most important thing about leaving a voicemail is practicing it. So if you have a particular voicemail that you like to leave, I'm going to suggest that you leave it on your voicemail and practice it and pick it up to hear how you sound. And as I said before, think about being your prospect and what that person's pressures are, and then listen to what you said and see if any of the information needs to change. I think if, if we were going to do this, I would have to learn a whole lot more about what drive you, drives your decision maker's behavior in order to leave the best possible voicemail. It happens too often that people just pick up the phone and anything comes out of their mouth. It has to be pre-decided what is strategically most relevant. Oh, that's so important. That's so important. So, Karen, um, we're going to come up on the break, so we won't have you... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> do your little example. Do you want to do a little example, Karen, when we come back? 
Uh, well, we'll uh, we'll think about what makes the most sense, and we'll come back with an example. <laughs> All right, sounds great. So, oh, I'm so happy to have you, Karen. Thanks for really taking time out of your busy schedule. But I think we're going to have to have you back on for another show. I okay. hope you'll agree. <laughs> All right, we'll be back shortly for our last segment of Paying It Forward. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on Toginet.com. Adoption, Journey to Motherhood with Mary Beth Wells. Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. Central. This is not your typical show about adopting children. This is a shared experience from Mary Beth's heart. Mary Beth will be talking about and covering all the issues pertaining to adoption, including adopted parents, birth parents, adoptees, foster care, and infertility. So... How did your journey to motherhood begin? Or are you still on the path? We want to hear all voices sharing their stories and talking about those issues that are so dear to our hearts. You see, Mary Beth is a birth mom that relinquished a child for adoption and ended up coming full circle by adopting two beautiful little girls from Guatemala. And that led to her starting a doll company about adopting baby dolls from all around the world so that children could choose their own doll and learn about that doll's heritage. For more on Mary Beth and her dolls, go to PreciousBabyDolls.com. Then join us for Adoption, Journey to Motherhood with Mary Beth Wells. Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. Central. Remember, the heart knows no boundaries. The American Rock and Roll Countdown with Alex Price. So where were you in the 1970s? Well, this Saturday morning, we're going to flash back to the 70s as we count down the classic hits with the American Rock and Roll Countdown. You'll hear news and information and stories about the artist and what was going on during the specific week that we highlight. So be sure to join us at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time this Saturday on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Paying It Forward. It's our last segment. So, Karen, I have an idea. Why don't I try to give you an example of what I would leave for a big retail buyer? And then why don't you critique me and tell me if I'm doing it right? Does that sound okay to you? I'm game for that. Sounds good. Okay, great. So I'm calling um, Cop Consulting, and I'm going to try to convince them that they need to purchase Glovies. Okay, so I'm dialing, and all of a sudden I get your voicemail, and I'm going to say, hi, um, Karen. Uh, no, wait, let's start again, okay? <laughs> this is hard, Karen. It's not as practice. easy as it sounds. That's why being prepared is so important. Actually, this is a very good time to tell everybody that it is so important to be prepared because if you actually picked up the phone and dialed, which many people do, and start to leave a message and it doesn't work out, certain phone systems you can re-record and others you cannot. So even though this may be very important to you, it is not necessarily representative of how you want your decision maker to feel about you. So be okay. very careful. All right, that was a good point. So, okay, we're 
we have no we haven't strategically planned this so right. i think that's why it's so hard okay so um hi my name is josephine Gerasi, and i'd like to introduce myself as the inventor of glovies glovies are an incredible new product that are hitting the market and they are disposable sanitary hand covers that um How's that, Karen? That um... yeah, you're you're doing great. It's a little long, but your content is good. What Glovies are, in a nutshell, Glovies keep hands clean for children between the ages of two to five. And I would love to have an opportunity to tell you more about this amazing new product. I can be reached at 888-blah-blah-blah. How's that, Karen? Okay. So that was a good start. I'm going to recommend that you shorten significantly exactly what Glovies are and why it's so critical that children and parents have this product, okay? That would be one sentence after your name and your company name. Another sentence of exactly in words that are language that's relevant and compelling to your decision maker, exactly what this is, okay? So shorten that down. I'm going to recommend that you add another sentence in there. Why is it that having this product on a shelf would help the buyer to do what it is that buyer wants to do. So whatever that person is reviewed on for his or her work, does does he have to increase uh, turn? Does he have to increase profitability for the category? What does he need for the shelf, right? So that next sentence right. is, how, how would it be, what is the benefit for including your product on the shelf to that decision maker and then requesting the meeting? Okay. All right. That sounds like a great plan. And you know what? I just got um, an email from somebody who also suggested that I should probably give my telephone number in the beginning of the email, uh, voicemail message, and then before hanging up, repeat that telephone number again. What do you think about that, Karen? Okay. Our, Our stand on that is that we leave the phone number once at the end, but we leave it slowly. So please call me at 908-781-7546. And the reason why we don't leave it in the beginning also is because that's not the most important part of that message. So when your decision maker is picking up the voicemail, remember, distracted, just came from three meetings, about to go to three more, listening to it, that phone number is not the most important thing. The most important content that that person comes away with is a little about your product and why it's so important for the decision maker, right? So after the first sentence or two, that person's going to hit delete anyway. So if that's the case... The phone number is not the most important thing. Your name, company name, and why this is important to the decision maker is significantly more important than the phone number. If they feel that this is interesting and they want the phone number, it's there. And if you say it slowly with spaces in between the digits, if they do want to write it down, they can. But otherwise, most likely, and in more cases, you're going to reach that person next time you call. Uh. This is amazing information, Karen, and I I so appreciate your feedback because it's real stuff as far as um, what my listeners can even apply for themselves. So 
I hope I didn't sound like um, an inexperienced person, but that was not strategically planned, as we said, but I will work on that. So, all right. So that was great, Karen. I'm so happy. So in your bio, um, I'm going to shift gears here just for a minute. And then we are going to um, talk about some of the amazing business tips that you have for us. But before we do that, my listeners know that I am a nut when it comes to organization and how I hate clutter. And I think this is just so cool. I wonder if you could just comment on what's in your bio. It says, um, Karen helps her clients sift through the clutter, clear the clouds, and efficiently capture new business opportunities. I, I just, I love that. And um, I don't know, what can you tell us about that, Karen? Great. It, well, it actually goes straight with the path for the cash because there, when you're trying to figure out how to get in the door with your prospects, there's a lot of clutter out there in the world and a lot of noise. Who do I go after? How do I figure out which prospects are the right prospects? for me? How do I know what is the right messaging that will make a difference to these people? How do I know how to answer their objections when I'm faced with them? And if you have a strategic approach to this, that clutter can clear. We helped a company uh, that had 17,000 names in their ACT database, and they weren't getting many appointments. Why? Because they were going after the wrong title. The person that they really wanted to talk to was a CFO, and all their names in their ACT database were uh, COOs. And it sometimes can be as simple as that, but think of how much wasted time and energy there is if you're going after the wrong group of people. So what we do is we help clean up that process, and we make sure it's the right group of people. We make sure it's the right message. We make sure the answers for the objections are going to overcome them so you can get to the next step. And then we put the people on the phone who have the ability to deliver that messaging, have a strategic conversation with the decision maker and get the outcome you're looking for. So that's why it helps clear those clouds. Oh, I think you're just so right. It's amazing how when you clear the clutter in your mind, how everything seems to come together. I just know for myself, you know, Karen, when my office is completely cleared away, like you can't see papers around and everything, I can sit down and bang out an article in seriously 20 minutes. If I've got paperwork around, it drives me crazy. I'll sit here for three hours and try to write an article, and it, like, doesn't want to come to me. So right. I think you're so, so right. Clear the clutter, clutter in your mind and move forward. But, right, um, on a straight path, which is the path to the cash, which is the title of the manual, uh, which gives the answer for the top ten objections that keep people from getting in the door with their prospects. So the example I gave before with uh, when somebody says, send me information, and that can be very time-consuming, there is language that we provide in this book that people can use to get the appointment today and not have to send the information. Oh, that's great. So tell us a little more about the book, Karen. How can we get the book if we want it? So the book is sold on my website, which is www.cop, K-O-P-P, consulting.com 
CopConsultingUSA.com, CopConsultingUSA.com, and it's called The Path to the Cash, The Words You Need to Bypass Those Darn Prospect Objections. And it gives you the 10 most difficult objections many people face, and it gives the answers to those objections. I have a contract. I'm too busy to meet with you. Uh, it talks about the, the gatekeeper, who we now know is our friend, and what to say to that person to get the outcome that you're looking for. And it also gives scenarios at the end that you could practice and make sure you pick out the, the objection that your decision maker is giving you because you don't want to be to the left of that, and you know what that answer is, and you can come out with it conversationally. So it gives all of that, and it's available for sale on my site, as I said, at uh, copconsultingusa.com. Oh, great. And that's, of course, a COP is with a K, K-O-P-P, consultingusa.com. Okay, Correct. wonderful. Okay, so we have three minutes left, and Karen, can you tell us, like, what are the best business tips that you've learned throughout your life that you'd like to share with us? I think uh, there would be uh, a few. The first is hire the people who have the ability to get the job done. If you don't have the expertise to get the door open, find someone who does. So you don't misuse uh, these valuable opportunities with your prospects. I can't say that enough. Uh, That's the first one. The second one is fill your pipeline now. Don't wait until you have excess time and start putting some irons in the fire at that point, especially if you have a long sales cycle. Make time for business development every day. And, in fact, I have a couple of tips for fitting business development into your busy day. Uh, The first tip is to schedule a time on your calendar and consider it as firm as a meeting with a new prospect because you would never cancel one of those. Uh, The second tip is to turn off your IM, your calls, your phone, your computer, turn off everything and just have one solid hour or two solid hours of dedicated time. Don't let anything interrupt you. Before you cancel it, this is tip three, think about whether it's an emergency and that emergency needs to be handled by you. Otherwise, keep going on your business development. And the last tip is that if you don't have enough time, reduce the size of your prospect list. Pick maybe 10 prospects that are most important to you and reach out to them. If you can't find time for 10, pick five of your most important ones, reach out to them. And if you can't find time for five, then I think you should rethink your desire to earn more money. Okay. I think you're so right. That, oh, what amazing tips. Uh, Karen, I think we're all going to be ringing our cash registers a little more because of your help today. Good. You, you have done an amazing job paying it forward, and I am so grateful. And I have to give a shout-out to Francine Glick. Um, she was a prior guest on Paying It Forward. Francine has that wonderful pump. Um, Hands to go, which I never go anywhere without. Yeah, me too. I always have it in my bag, and my kids are obsessed with it as well, which is a good thing. And Francine, you know, sent us, you sent you to us, and I'm so grateful to that. And uh, Karen, I hope you'll come back to Paying It Forward because we have so much more to learn from you. I, I had a lot of fun. Thank you. 
Thanks for being our guest. And to my listeners, until next week, have a great productive week. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Tarasi on Togginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons learned,